This is a podcast from Delancey Elam Church. We meet every Sunday morning at 10:30 a.m. in the Delancey Elam Church building at Le Banks St. Sampson in the Channel Island of Guernsey. To contact us or find out more information about us, please visit our website at delanceyelam.co.uk. This is where we come through to this kind of season. Isaiah chapter 9. Let's all look at some of the names that have been ascribed to Jesus. We looked at last week at the great truth that Jesus was called Emmanuel, God with us, and how that we need to develop in our lives our conscious awareness of God being with us. I want to talk this morning about Jesus being, I just love this title, the Prince of Peace. And we see in Isaiah 9, verse 6. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulders. His name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father. Here's the phrase, Prince of Peace. But notice verse 7, of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. Upon the throne of David and upon his kingdom, to order it and establish it with judgment and justice, from this time forward, even forever, the zeal of the Lord of hosts is with us. Names are very important in the Bible. If you read so many of the names that, that God has, and they're expressions of character. They, they define something of the, of the character of that particular person. And of this particular phrase, that Jesus is defined as someone who's going to be the Prince of Peace. Prince of Peace. Notice what he says. He says there will be an increase of it. An increase in verse 7 of government and peace. God is wanting to expand, if you like, peace in our lives. He says here that he's, he's talking about expanding the, the, the activity of God. Government and peace. Get a hold of that. Government and peace. Government is all about dominion. It's all about, if you like, reigning. Where's the point? As God's reign increases, as government increases, so does peace. It's that connection. Where God reigns, where the government reigns, where there's God reigning and ruling, the result of that is an increase of peace. Government Peace, government peace. Where God's reign, if you like, declines, then peace begins to decline. Where God is reigning, there will also be God's peace. You see that? It says the peace of God. Let me just think about the word peace, for example, what I developed last. Think of what that word means. We often think it means sort of, if you like, to cease from activity, just to put your feet up. You know, that's our idea. You know, dear brothers and sisters, next week, going back to the Caribbean. Oh. 28 degrees, warm sea, sugar seas, sugar kind of sand as you walk through that. And that's our idea of peace, isn't it? You know, walking just, your socks off and you're just, keep on, and you're just walking through the sea and you're just 
you know, a handkerchief on your head for the men, or is it? <laughs> and you're just walking, you know, you're just walking there, and you think, that's peace. You know what, you could be in the greatest place in the world, but still have no peace. Do we notice that? And here we're told, that, and that word peace actually reads the word shalom. And I've decided at the bottom of my letters or emails, I'm going to use the word shalom from now on, because I think it's such an incredible meaning. It actually means to, to, to completeness. It means safety. It means soundness. Health, prosperity, tranquility. It means, it's also, it's connected with God's covenant relationship with us. So every time you say shalom, you say, may you have wholeness. May you have security. May you have inner in a harmony, may you have safety, may you have health, may you have prosperity. Everything that's a pretty good way to greet someone. No wonder every time that, that was a greeting in Jewish times, so you can imagine every time someone greeted you, then how good you felt. Is that right? It wasn't like, you know, have a good day. It was, have peace, prosperity, wholeness, and health, and all these sort of stuff, which is absolutely fantastic. And so that's the, what the idea of the biblical peace is. So we're told here that Jesus is the prince of peace he's the source of peace he's the one that i need for peace that's the peace that jesus gives us that peace i think the thing that's lacking so much in our world today is lack of peace you found that around you today particularly this time of the year where people are striving and struggling people are all uptight and all this sort of stuff's going on and the reason is people don't really have peace. Because he is the prince of peace. He's the one that brings peace. He's the one who has the source of peace. He's the one that brings the inner harmony. It's a picture of rest. That sense that there's no more striving, no more struggling. You're in a place of rest. And out of a place of rest, the government and the activity of God flows. Isn't that amazing? We often get this idea, the more active we are, the more God is working. But the truth is, the more at rest we are, the more at peace we are, the more God works. That's a kind of, it's almost contrary to the way our mind thinks. But God is actually active in the place where we are at rest and the place where we are at peace. Of the government, there will be an increase of peace. You can see him here. Now, here's the thing. Peace is a spiritual issue. Really, it's, a, it's an issue of, of, of the spiritual heart, the spiritual life. The gospel is called the gospel of peace. Because the gospel ultimately brings peace. Why does the gospel bring peace? Because it deals with the issues that prevent us from having peace. It removes the things that hinder us from experiencing peace. The gospel is a challenge because he says, here is the reason why you have no peace, and here is the solution. Here is a solution to the issue that brought the conflict in the first place. Jesus comes as the Prince of Peace. Here is the conflict. It's all about government. It's all about Who's ruling in our lives? If God 
is not really the center and the one that's really ruling in our hearts as he should be, the one thing you'll lack is peace. But if Jesus is the, is the Lord and the center of everything I do, the result of that will be what? Peace. So I want you to see that government and peace are connected together. You can't have real peace until God is the center of all that you are. Until Jesus is the complete center of your life. And the result of God ruling and reigning in your life is peace. The peace of God. It's almost aligning ourselves with God's rule and the Lordship of Christ. Now, we align ourselves with his government. We align our side align our lives with his rulership. We, if you like, we, we commit ourselves to his authority, his ruling our lives. We bring our lives in alignment with him to his purpose, to his destiny for our lives. As we align our lives into his purpose and his destiny for us, the result is what? When I get out of alignment with God's rule and God's lordship in my life, you know what I begin to lose? I lose my... Ever had a, a struggle with your back? Ever had that? And what happens is your spine or that part of your back comes out of alignment. And the result of that is incredible disturbance and pain. And I think it's true as Jesus is in our lives. The moment we somehow put, come out of his lordship and his government and his rule of our lives, we feel a disturbance inside us. We, we, we lose peace. We, we, we're disturbed. Our inner harmony is gone. Because our lives are out of alignment. I get myself back into alignment, and what do I get back? An increase of peace. Can you say amen? Look at this verse here. Romans, uh, Romans 14, verse 17. Of the increase of his government and peace. How many want peace? I think it's going to be one of the greatest commodities we have in our day, in these days ahead. Because nations are going to be shaken. Everything that we know is going to be shaken. And the only thing that's going to keep us is peace. How many found that? That's what's kept your life after this peace. Here's what the kingdom. Now, Romans 14 and verse 17. For the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking. Not that there's anything wrong with eating or drinking. <laughs> but it's not just a matter of that. But righteousness and peace and joy in, I love this, in the Holy Spirit. What is kingdom? It's God's government. It's God's rule. It's God's way of doing things. That's what the kingdom of God is. It's how God does things. It's God's way of doing things. It's, it's, it, it, it's, it's, God, it's God's government. It's God's rule. And Paul says the kingdom of God, God's government, God's rule, is really a matter of three things. The three things that result in the government and the rule of God being released and exercised. He says the three things that come is, first of all, righteousness. Righteousness is your right standing with God. So I stand in a right standing with God. That's my legal position. It's not what I do to earn it. It's, it's that through the blood of Jesus, I've been made 
the righteousness of God. I'm made righteous with God. I have a right standing with God. The moment I lose that sense of being righteous and my right standing with God, and, I, and, I, and, I, and I'm under guilt and condemnation, what thing do you think goes in my life? Peace. Now, Paul says, so the kingdom of the rule of God brings, first of all, it brings righteousness. Then he brings peace. That when I know I'm right with God, when I know in that place of righteousness and a right standing with God, the result is I have an incredible sense of peace. I have an inner harmony. I'm, I'm a, I'm a, my heart is still. My heart is at a place of harmony. I'm aligned to God's will and God's purpose. And so there's an incredible sense of peace. So I'm, I have righteousness, I have peace, and the result of those two things working in my life is I'm incredibly happy. Joy. Joy in the Holy Spirit. How many are glad for joy? In other words, when the kingdom manifests in my life, those are the three things that result in me. And peace, remember, is a fruit of the Spirit. In other words, it's something, it grows in me. I begin to develop it. It grows deeper and deeper. As the Spirit of God begins to flow, as the rain and the rule of God begins to flow in my life, peace begins to be cultivated within me. You don't struggle to try to, to get peace. It's a result of being right with God. It's a result of the Spirit of God flowing in you. And so it begins to grow and develop and be cultivated in your life. You become a person of peace because you're connected to the Prince of Peace. So peace is the result. Have thought about this? Whatever is in you will always manifest in your life. So if, you're, if your soul is in turmoil... If there's anxiety in your life, people around you begin to feel it. The atmosphere around you is affected. People around you begin to feel what you have within your life. So when you're full of anxiety, when you're full of worry, when, 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 when you're in turmoil and torment in your life, you affect the atmosphere around you. People know something somewhere isn't right. There's an atmosphere that comes out of that. How many have found that? Some negative atmosphere that we, that, we, that we affect people with because of the inner turmoil within us. Now, think about this. On the positive side, if there's peace within us, we can go into the most conflicting situations, and because of the peace that's within us, we can go into conflict and turmoil, and we can release the peace that's in us. When Jesus came to the storm... He released peace to the storm because peace was, was within him. And what was within him, he manifested out of him. So what is within us now will manifest out. That's why Jesus says when you, to the disciples, when you go into someone's house, leave peace there. Did he say that? He says, leave peace in that house. Peace be with you. Leave a peace. If they, if they receive you, then leave your peace there. Isn't that incredible? That you can go somewhere... You can leave something, a mark, you were there. People know when there's peace on your life, you just come into that environment and you release the peace that is within you. There's the point. If, it's, if I've got storms in my life, if, I, if I'm in, 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 a, in, a, in a turmoil, 
And I'm not going to release peace to the storm. Can you see that? Peace I leave with you. Increasing peace. The increase of government. And we manifest peace from within us. The effects around us and outside of us. Now, here's the thing. Sometimes there can be false pieces. Pieces that are false. Where, I think, for example, people sometimes, they just want to be in control. They think that will bring peace. They think if they can control a situation, if they can control people, if they can control everyone around them, then it's going to bring peace. That is a false peace. Some people think being busy will bring peace. In other words, the busier they keep themselves, then they don't have to think. They don't have to sort of, they, they, can, they can somehow remove their problems but by keeping themselves busy because they don't want to be still because they don't want to be reminded of, of the situations they're facing. So they think that the, the only way I'm going to keep at peace is I am going to keep myself busy. The only way I'm going to deal with those pressures is to keep myself so busy I can't think about it. How do you know that doesn't really bring peace? Is that right? For others, we look for false comforts. That we're under the pressure when the difficulties around us, we look for things that, that, that we look to comfort us in our problems. Things that comfort us in our pain. Things that comfort us in our, in, our, in, our, in our stresses of life. We're looking for things that try to comfort us and the trouble is they don't really satisfy. Is that right? They become false comforts. Peace is important because when we lose our peace, it shows that something somewhere is wrong in our life. Have you noticed that? That's the way God reveals there's some issue, there's something in your life not right. Why? Because you lose your peace. You lose your inner harmony. So peace, we're told, let the peace of God rule in your so we want this peace to increase within us. Think about this. Peace is not dependent on what is going on on the outside. That's a false peace. We think if I could put that problem right, if I could put that difficulty, if I could put that, that, that struggle right, if I could put everything right, then that peace. Peace is not based on what's going on outside of you. Peace is something within you. And if peace is something within you, it can change what's on the outside of you. But what's on the outside ultimately will never bring you peace. It's going to be something that God works within you. What things cause us to lack that peace? Here's the first thing. Lack of peace with God. Romans 5. I just love Romans 5. Verse 1. Therefore, having been justified, notice this, by faith. The word justified means just as if I've never sinned. Isn't that powerful? I'm, I see myself that way, not because I feel it, but I do it. I'm justified by what? By faith. And notice this. We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. In other words, 
I begin to recognize, if I, if I live under condemnation and guilt, which I believe so many Christians do, if I'm continuing living my life feeling condemned, feeling, feeling guilty, full of shame in my life, you know what I don't have? I don't have peace, is that right? I can't feel condemned, I can't, allow my life, I can't be full of guilt and shame and still be at peace. And so the Bible says you've got to know you're justified by faith. You've got to know you're right with God. You've got to know you're the righteousness of God. You've got to develop a consciousness of that. You've got to develop a real reality of that because the more reality you, de- you, you develop of that, the more at peace you will be. We have peace with God. We've got to maintain that peace. Have we, have we know that Bob, the devil is called the accuser of the brethren? Why does he accuse us? To rob us of our peace. He reminds you of your past. He reminds you of failure. He reminds you of all these things so that you lose your peace. And Paul says, maintain that peace. Don't lose that peace. Don't allow the accusations of the enemy rob you of the peace that God wants to pour in your heart. So the first way of peace is to make sure you have peace with God. There's something else. Peace with your Amazing. You can be at peace with God, but not really be at peace with yourself. Look what Jesus said in John 14. You know, Jesus said amazingly, um, um, said an incredible amount of things about peace. John 14, verse 27. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives, do I give to you. Let not, not, notice this, let not your heart be troubled. Neither let it be afraid. In other words, the devil wants you to get so upset. He wants to push you to the edge so that you lose your peace. In other words, we've got to refuse to let negative emotions rule us and rob us of our peace. Refuse to let people upset you. Refuse to let people rob you of your peace. We know that's the major way we lose our peace. It's people, because they can upset us, they can offend us, they can say things that we don't particularly like. You know what we do? We get so offended by it, so upset by it, we lose our peace. So Jesus says, keep your peace. Don't let anybody rob you of your peace. The next time somebody tries to upset you, refuse to let them rob you of your peace. Make sure, notice this, I think peace is something we can choose. We can either choose to be offended or we can choose to keep our peace. Which brings me to the third level of peace. Peace with people. 2 Timothy 2, 24. 2 Timothy 2.24. And a servant of the Lord must not quarrel, but be gentle, able to teach, patient in in humility, correcting those who are in opposition. In other words, it says, keep the strife out of your relationships. Don't allow people to make you unhappy. So easy to lose our peace when someone hurts us and offends us. He says, be generous in forgiveness. 
Don't be touchy. Don't be easily offended. Keep your limits. Now, how do I increase people in my life? How many want to increase people in their life? How do you do it? Here's the first one. Receive it. You know, peace is your inheritance. Have you thought about that? Peace, Jesus says, my peace I leave with you. It's your inheritance. It's something that Jesus has made available to you. And we've got to, uh, we've got to receive it. We've got to let all the wars come down in our life and say, Lord, I receive your peace. It's rather like this. If, if you're ever bullied at school, I'm, I remember some guys we used to have hassle with, but I was so glad the friend I had was... Oh, he was so, he was so, you know, he, he just loved to kind of beat people up, really. He was a kind of good guy to be connected with. And you always felt kind of secure, and, and uh, you always felt secure when you were walking around the school with him, if you like. And that's rather like recognizing that, that wherever I go, I've got Jesus with me. No, the greater one is in you than he that's in the world. And that brings that peace, that brings that security, that brings that stability to know who is with you. The eternal God is with you. Emmanuel God with us. So to develop that peace, to increase it, I've got to recognize who's with me. There's a second thing. What you set your mind on. Isaiah 26 verse 3. If you want peace, it's often where you set your mind on. We lose peace because we focus on the wrong thing. Isaiah 26. What a wonderful verse this is. Isaiah 26, verse 3. You will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you, trust in the Lord forever. In other words, fix your mind on the Lord. What you fix your mind on. Don't fix, if you fix your mind on your problems, then you will lose your peace. To have perfect peace, it means where we choose to set our mind on. If we set our minds on our problems, if we set our minds on our difficulties, we're going to lose the peace. It's really down to what you think about. Fix your minds on the Lord. Fix your mind on the source. Fix your mind who's with you. Fix your mind on God and he will keep you in perfect peace. Make sure when everything's kind of falling apart around you that you are going to fix your mind on him. You're not going to, see, you're not going to fix your mind on the problem. You're going to fix your mind on the Lord. Think about it. What? You give your take. For example, if you are in need, instead of focusing on your need, you focus on God being your provider. If you're in sickness, instead of focusing on your sickness, focus on the God who is your healer. You see that? If I'm in changing circumstances, fix my mind on the God who never changes. So as I fix my mind on him, the Bible says, he will keep me in perfect peace. What the Bible says, it says, cast all your cares upon him. In other words, aggressively take all those worries, all those anxieties, all those problems, and aggressively 
cast them on the Lord, and you leave them there. And if you cast them on the Lord because you know he cares for you, you don't just go and pick them up. You just cast them on and say, God, I'm taking that problem, I'm taking that challenge, and I'm casting it on you. And I'm fixing my eyes, not on the problem, I'm fixing my eyes on you because you're the solution, amen. There's the next thing to develop in your life. Gratitude. Philippians 4. Philippians 4, verse 6. Wow, what a, what a challenge this is. Be anxious for how many things? Some things. 95% of things. Be anxious for nothing. Nothing means nothing. Is that right? Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer, supplication, with thanksgiving, making your request known to God. You just say, God, this is why I feel so uptight. This is where I feel I'm struggling with. But Lord, I thank you that you are in control. Sometimes we focus on what we haven't got, rather than what we have got. Thank you, Lord, for your blessings in my life. Thank you for the way you've blessed my life. And Lord, I, you see, thanksgiving is magnifying God. It's making God bigger than your problems. You fix your minds on him. And the more you fix your minds on him, the bigger God will be, and the more peace he will bring. Look at Philippians 4, verse 8, a little bit further down. It says, finally, brethren... Wherever things are true, wherever things are noble, wherever things are just, wherever things are pure, wherever things are lovely, wherever things are a good report, instead of focusing on the bad report, you focus on the good report. Whose report will you believe? I will believe the report of the Lord. Amen. Whatever is lovely, whatever is good, whatever, whatever things are virtuous, whatever things are praiseworthy, meditate and think on these things. So ultimately, peace is a result of what you choose to meditate on. If I choose to meditate on the problem, the result is worry and anxiety. Worry and anxiety really is a result of wrong meditation. Peace is a result of true and right meditation. What I'm focusing on. God says, if you would just set your mind on me, then I will give you the most amazing peace you can take. Thinking on God. Thanking him. Being a person of praise. Being a person that is constantly thanking God and, and praising him for all the amazing things that he does in your life brings incredible peace. You notice that? When you praise him, you feel better. The atmosphere in your house, the atmosphere around you changes when you make a decision to take it. Aren't you glad he is the prince of peace? He's the prince of peace. Oh, I pray today, God will just pour his incredible peace in your life. Close by this. It always struck me. There was a competition, a painting competition. And the painting competition, this was the theme of the competition. Storms. And they wanted someone to paint a picture of a storm. 
And I saw the picture that won the, 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 the competition for the storm. You know what it was? It was, a, it was a, this huge storm going on. And in the midst of the storm, that just happened just now, amazing. <laughs> Prophecy there. Um, and in the midst of that incredibly bad storm, it was like this little rock, like a, a high rock. And in that high rock, there was an eagle that is like its, its wing around a little eagle. eagle. Just had its wing around it. And that won the picture of the storm. In other words, that sense of protection in the midst of storms. That's what God wants you to realize. The Bible says he hides us under his wings. That's a great sense of peace. Now, God, I'm under your wing. I'm under your covering. I'm under your protection. The rule of the universe, you are for me, not against me. And that will bring the most amazing sense of peace. I'm going to just stand just in these moments right now. life right now. Say, Lord, whatever adjustments I need to make, I'm going to do it because I need peace. I need your peace to reign in my heart. I need the peace of God more than anything else. I think it's going to be that peace that God is going to use to build incredible testimony to the world. It's a peace that passes all understanding beyond comprehension. It's supernaturally given in your heart. I wonder this one, what things are disturbing your peace? Andy said earlier, and I think it's so true, what things do you need, need to lay aside that are robbing you of your peace? Are there things in your life that are robbing you of peace? And no matter what you try to do to solve it, the peace isn't there. Maybe there are things in your life right now you need to lay aside. Things that are robbing you and stopping you receiving peace. Maybe you're focusing on your problems. You're, you're, you're focusing on the, the, the challenges. And it's robbing you of peace. Maybe there's people that you're close to that has been a bit of, a, bit of a, an issue there and it's affected the relationship, which means you've lost your peace. God wants to make sure that you have peace with him. That means you are under his rulership, under his government, under his lordship. The moment you step outside of his lordship, you lose your peace. Of his government, there will be an increase and a peace. So remove right now in these moments. Say, Lord, I'm laying down those things in my life that are robbing me of my peace. They're not worth, those things are not worth losing your peace over. They really aren't. Nothing's Worth losing your peace over. Say, Lord, say, I'm laying it down right now. So I want your peace in my heart. Why don't you put your hand on your heart right now? Say, Lord, pour your peace into my heart. I lay down all the striving. I lay down all the worries, all the anxieties. I come against everything that's robbing me of my peace. Where I feel full of guilt and shame and condemnation. Right now, I'm bringing it to the cross. And I'm allowing the blood of Jesus to wash me clean right now. If there's things that I need to put right, I'm going to put right the moment I leave this building. If there's relationships I need to sort out, I'm sorting it out right now because I want peace. If there's things I need to put right, if there's things I need to align back into my life, 
It's been done. It's been put right. Because you are the Prince of Peace. And I want to connect to the source who brings peace. Father, I pray for every heart here this morning. You said, my peace I leave with you. And Lord, I pray right now in the name of Jesus, release your peace into every heart. Lord, we say shalom to every heart. We say shalom to every heart right now. Inner harmony. Lord, wholeness, prosperity, wellness, health. We release it right now into every life. Lord, peace. May the peace of the Lord be with you. May the great will be his peace. Bless your people right now with your peace, I pray. Thank you, Lord, that you are the source of peace. You are the prince of peace. And release your peace into every heart, Lord. Lord, we lay down everything that disturbs our peace right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, I, I break accusations. I break condemnation. I break those things that rob people of peace right now. And I release supernatural peace into every heart right now. Release your peace right now into every heart, I pray. Lord, we promise to give you all the praise and all the worship that you're worthy of today. Oh, in the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you for listening to this podcast from Delancey Elam Church. For more podcasts, information, or to contact us, please visit our website at delanceyelam.co.uk.